What's really good, everybody? Welcome to episode 12 of the show. On today's episode, we have the pleasure of talking with Tony. Oh, but Roger, I thought Tony already had his episode. Well, get this. There's another Tony in our group. (laughs) He talks to us on what it's like working at a hospital, the stuff he has to deal with, some of the things he's seen. It's a very interesting listen. So let's get right into it. Everyone, please welcome Tony Martinez. What's really good, Tony? Welcome to the show. What's really good, Roger? Thank you for having me. No problem. No problem. Damn. Can you believe we've gone through like almost everybody? Seriously, dude. For a second, I thought you were going to ask me anymore. I kind of didn't want to. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame you either. <laughs> um, I don't. I didn't. I didn't have like a, a specific like order. Like I was kind of like, uh, who who's next? And I would just look at the like, DW chat and see like whoever's name was next, and then right. I would just like ask them. But yeah, here the, now, the, that's what matters. Am I the last one, or who do, who do you have left? Um, Ian. Oh, Ian, that's right, that's right. Yeah, and I don't know if, like, I guess I'll ask right here, like, since everybody's listening, um, shall I, like, ask Santos, like? Um, actually, you know what? I would actually be interested and see what Because, like, he's technically in, um, like, that other, the Instagram group chat, right? Yeah. Maybe, because, like, when I was, when I started, he was in it, so. Right, right. And, like, he's in the group, so I feel like maybe... I feel like he has some interesting things. You yeah, guys so, tell me. Whoever's listening, you tell me. Yeah, I mean, I think it'd be interesting, especially with all his, his dance thing going on. That's true. So, I could hear oh, what, that's true. He, he's he's always, he just posted, like, new stuff. That's true. Actually, I probably will do him. With that being said, let's talk about your DW origin story. Because when <laughs> I when I joined, you were already in it. Right. And I was introduced to you as gangster tony like they're like oh that's gangster tony and i was like oh okay okay i'll watch my i'll watch my i'll watch what i say around him yeah um so my origin was i actually got introduced through um kevin oh kevin want to shout out to kevin hope you're doing well um one day we're at the demuth park it was me and my dad and then him and his dad we ran into each other and then they had asked me um, if I was still playing or not. And I told them, well, just every now and then. you know." I've How old were you? I was, I want to say 16, I believe. I think I was okay. a sophomore going to junior. So you are in high school for sure. Yeah, I was in high school. And they asked me, like, oh, well, you know, Kevin plays with a group of friends on on these days so you should come out so i said yeah we know what fuck it why not and yeah i think it was like the following day that i went to demuth and did, i met up did with you him. like play soccer before that yeah i did um growing up i would always play with my dad's uh friends because all of it all of their children were about the same age so on sunday mornings we would we would have our our league and then the adults would um, play in the afternoons. So yeah, it kind of yeah. worked out because, like, we were all the same age. So it was like, oh, well, if the dads are on one team, why not put the kids yeah, on one team? Yeah, might as well. 
So that worked out. And then me and him played together as well. Wait, so did you ever do like high school or AYSO? Uh, I did AYSO for one year only. It was it was all right. I wasn't. Um, I used to go practice with my neighbor. He was always the big AYSO one. So when he would go practice, um, fortunately, like the team would let me join and just practice with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's how I got into the AYSO. High school, I never did. Um, I really just went just for like the conditioning and all that, but um, at the same time. I know they were big on, or oh, if you played high school, you can't play on Sunday leagues, or if you get caught, yeah, you yeah, get yeah. kicked out and all that. So at that time, I was already playing um, Sunday league, so I just stuck know, with I, Sunday I just, league. Yeah, I just stuck with that. I mean, I would go just for like the trials and conditioning and all that, but I never really, never really you wanted like to get the into attention. High yeah, I didn't really like, like the attention and all that. So where did your your nickname come from? Was it in high school? <laughs> yeah. Like, who thought so, of that nickname? Um, I don't know. To, to be honest, I'm not even sure who gave me that nickname. Because I know uh, for a fact, so I would, during high school, I did dress all like gangster. I would like the all white t-shirts, the Dickies, the Nike Cortez and all that. Yeah, and of course, yeah, at yeah. that time, I was... I feel like all of us did. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. At one point, at one point. The pro clubs. Yeah, the pro clubs, the... Was the AAA shirts and all that? Yeah. Um, and at that time, I was also not bald, bald, but I did have like the very low fade type hairstyle. Okay, yeah. And uh, during high school, I was hanging. I would always hang out with the like the little cholo people. Okay. Um, reason I got hang out with them is because one of them I actually grew up with on on my street. I mean, I known him since elementary school, so. Um, when like I first you already knew him, you just, I, yeah, I already knew just him. kept hanging out with him. Ever since I started, um, when I started high school, so he was like one of the few that I actually knew there. So I just stuck with him, and then he started introducing me to everybody he hung out with. Then, um, and he was just like, "Oh, Tony, yeah, that's a gangster right there." <laughs> so like little by little, I started like trying to trying to fit in with them, just blending in with them, and. That's how, I guess, a lot of people started to think that you know I was part of them and all that. So, um, well, I was, actually, I was actually cool with like a lot of people, so didn't really have any problems with anybody other than that one little group at that time. How um, how do you like that like name now? I mean, I feel like nobody really calls you Gangster Tony anymore. It's either like just Tony or G Tony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's I don't, kind I mean, of weird. I yeah, it's kind of weird. It's kind of a little bit. It's kind of weird, but I mean, granted, especially like what you're doing now, it's yeah. like like the opposite. Because <laughs> I've, I've had a few people ask me like, "Oh, like why did they call you that?" And then obviously, I'm like, I'll explain to them why and all that. I'll show them pictures on how we used to dress, who I used to hang out with back then. So, and then they'll put two and two and two together. But I mean, so many years have passed by. I'm being called that. I just, I mean, I just got used to it. I don't. It doesn't bother me at all. Yeah, it's just kind of like part so, of me now. And then bring with me with Tortuga, so it's just like, oh well, there's That's Tony true. and there's G Tony, so it's just it's just easy to. Do you know where Tortuga got his nickname from? Is it because he lived on that street? I think that's why, huh? I want to say yes, because I want to say also because of his thumbs too. Oh, okay, okay. 
So I don't know. I, I don't know. I, 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 I know. I know someone did like um, explain on how he got his nickname. Shout out to Tortuga though. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's been. I mean, like, it's been so many years that since I got that nickname. So, but again, it doesn't bother me. So that's good to hear. I, I wanted to ask that because, like, since I know you are in like, um. I guess you could call it like a law enforcement business. Right. Um, I'm, I, I don't think you would want people calling you that, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> like, can uh, you imagine like just being on the street and then like a cop comes up to next to you and he's like, oh, I'm Gangster Tony. And you're just like, oh, I'm sorry, ma- officer. Oh, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'd be intimidated and just like, uh. Hey, perfect uh, undercover shit right there. That's true. Mm-hmm. You can show them like old pictures. Be like, "Yeah, exactly. I'm a gangster fool. What's up? Yeah, what's up, fool? I'm not. A, I'm not a cop. I don't know what you're talking about. I, I was intimidated <laughs> by you in the beginning because you had that nickname, and I was like, "Oh fuck!" And you right. did. Um, I don't. I never saw how you dressed because, like, I only saw you at uh, a like practice the practices moment, right. and the games. Yeah. Um, but I was intimidated because of that, and since I was a goalie, dog, you're fucking shot. <laughs> That shit was just fucking <laughs> cañon, dog. I was but, always like, fuck, like, here he goes. It was, I was, it was either like, fuck, it's going to go high or it's going to uh, go, like, right to me and it's going to fucking hurt no matter what. I mean, I mean, that's that's one thing I just, that stuck with me for so many years. Well, especially because my dad would always help me. Like, before, even even before DW, he would always take me to the park and just um, help me work on my shot. Granted, I still had a lot of work to do, but... When it did, you know, when I did have I mean, that perfect at least you moment, had that power. Damn. yeah. Um, I remember thinking, correct me if I'm wrong, but whenever you would like, you know how we would always, um, everyone before practice started just wanted to take shots on everybody, right? right, right. Just wanted to take shots, right? And then people would just uh, set the ball up like on the 18, pretend mm-hmm. like it's a free kick or something. I remember watching you like set up and the way you like stepped. I was like, that's like Cristiano's, like his exact, like, uh, like how he does it, his routine. So at that time, um, it was actually a big, um, CR fan back when he was in his Man United days. Those are sick. Yeah. I I love them on Man U. When he was in Man U, he was, he was a player that, well, obviously, Besides, you know, Messi was coming up, and then um, at that time Ronaldinho at Barca. But it's just the way that he would strike the ball from a free kick. It's just that's one thing that I've always wanted to not perfect, but try to yeah copy it as best as I can. I Granted, feel like everyone tried for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Granted, sometimes it would come out, but. I mean, even to this day, even if I tried it, I just probably wouldn't be able to do it anymore. But yeah, that's back. Like back then, I was a big, you know, Man United fan, back CR fan. So, so and you're saying back then, would you say you're not a Cristiano fan anymore, or what? Um, granted, I still am. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I mean, you can say I'm still. I feel like not out of everybody. Maybe out of everybody, but. Like you haven't really like been into soccer lately. Mm-hmm. 
I feel like you just your your life is too like busy and you got like too much shit going on that you don't really have time to like keep up with soccer. So you just kind of like faded away on keeping up. You know, honestly, I I really did. I did I did fade away, especially uh, mainly because of work wise. I just I did fade away. Granted, I still I do catch the games every now and then whenever I can, um, but being how my work schedule has been for the past maybe two years, two three years, it's just been difficult to watch any of the games, especially because they would go on by the time I would get home. And by the time I get home, I'd be coming off a, you know, 15, 16 hour work day. So, oh, I so just wanted like, to just that's come not home really and, what you want. Yeah. <laughs> so I just wanted to come home and just sleep. And by the time I, I um, wake up, you know, all the games are done. So I just catch myself at work whenever I have some free time, just watch the highlights on what happened and all that. But as Aren't far you more as, of a, a football fan? Um, lately, yeah, I've been getting into football a lot more, especially because at work, um, everybody's a big football fan there. And then on the TVs, especially on Sundays, um, they'll have the different games playing on different TVs. But so everyone's you, just watching instead yeah, of like helping. It, it really is. I Nurse, mean, we need you. <laughs> Tell really me there, there, there's a patient that just got loose. Imagine. Hold on, it's third down. <laughs> I go exactly. We'll go in another time out, time out, time out. <laughs> um, granted, when when the days or nights are slow, um, we'll be in the break rooms and we'll have the TVs playing there with all the games on, or in the in the lobby we'll have because in the lobby we have like maybe four or five different TVs, so each one will have its own different game. And it's funny because even on days that are are super busy when the lobby's jam-packed. Um, whenever we turn on the TVs and put the games on, you'll see everybody just quiet, just focus on TV. Just and like, it doesn't matter how sick <laughs> you can come in, like throwing your guts out, you know, whether you can probably be dying from a heart attack, but everybody would just be chilling in the lobby, just watching the games. It's just you, like dude, so it just funny. Pulls dude. everybody together. Like... Yeah. It just pulls everybody together. <laughs> and that was, that was even before, um, before covid it's just hilarious you think you know oh and you know like right now social distancing and just make sure you're away from others hell no at that time everybody's just sitting right next to each other not, yeah like let me catch the game yeah let me catch the game well, let me catch this flu right now but i'm gonna catch the game too <laughs> <laughs> i'm getting sick but at least yeah. i saw that play yeah like i don't know what's more sick that player or me <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's just, it's just a weird looking back it's just so weird on how not saying that we didn't care but it's just the fact that no matter how sick we all were it was just we were still very close to each other yeah i was i was thinking about that the other day i was like have you some somebody told me i don't know if this is like true or not you know but they said that people's average body temperature has gone down ever since covid because typically your body temperature rises mm-hmm. whenever you're like sick you mm-hmm. know and like unhealthy right but since everybody's been so like avoiding each other and like masked up like mm-hmm. people aren't getting sick and they're generally a little bit more healthy so the average temperature went down again i don't know if that's true or not um but i mean it kind of makes sense because i haven't gotten sick for a long ass time right and i used to get sick like multiple times throughout mm-hmm. the year um, maybe be you honest, have more because you're you you work in a hospital, right. so you probably have more insight. Uh, 
To be honest, um, it's really something I haven't really heard of, honestly. Um, I do know that a lot of people's um, immune systems have gone up because of COVID and the precautions that everyone has taken. Uh, granted, I know there are people that have isolated themselves and still gotten sick. Mm-hmm. That's where I know I, I do believe that that's where some people have their theories on, oh, was it really real or not? Because even if I isolated myself, how did I get sick, this and that? Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. just a different factors that, you know, one little thing that maybe you were isolating yourself and, you know, that one moment that you step out and, you know, you come in contact with something that maybe someone that was sick touched or whatever. Yeah. He touched as well and you just didn't realize it. So it, it has a it has different factors on on all that. Granted, me, um, to this day, I never once came down with COVID. Granted, Which is wild because you're like yeah. in the fucking, and, you're, you're in the hub, dude. You're yeah. right there, front line. And um, surprising, which caught me by surprise why I never got it, you know, Thank God that I never did. Um, I've come in contact with so many people that have had it that I didn't, that everyone else didn't even know that they had it. Even the patients themselves didn't know they had it, Um, especially dealing with the psychiatric patients that. You know, just don't want to be in there. You can't really like distance yourself. Yeah, I really really can't. Hands on, like there were a few instances where I had to go bare hands with the patient because. I just had no time to put on gloves or yeah, put on yeah. my N95 mask. All I had was those simple, those surgical masks that everyone wears. Yeah, and that's yeah. all I had. And granted, there was one instance where we had one that just didn't want to be in there anymore. He he said it himself that, you know, I'm going to leave no matter what. You're not going to stop me. And if you try to stop me, I'm going to just sneeze or I'm going to just cough or I'm going to just spit at everybody that tries to stop me and this and that. And, you know. We told him like, dude, it's it's not your it's not your your call anymore. You made your decision, and now we got to go by what we have to do to ensure not only your safety but for our safety as well. Yeah. So granted, this individual, um, he wasn't. He was mostly all there, but he would have his moments where he would just like just snap. Yeah. Um, he. He would urinate all over the floor. He would literally take his own um, take his own shit and just smear it all over his hands and just right on the wall, right on the glass door. Oh, what yeah! The fuck? It, you the shit that we that I see almost on daily basis. Yeah. Granted, this same individual, he um, because when it comes for the psychiatric patients, um, we have uh, patient sitters that will watch them, make sure they don't try to like hang themselves or strangle themselves or yeah. hurt themselves in in general. So whenever they start doing something that they're not supposed to, they'll call the nurse or they'll call us and then we'll go, we'll walk by and make sure everything's okay. And then this, this individual, he was a big dude. So sometimes what pissed me off was that you'll get these big, you know, six foot, six foot one dudes. And then the patient sitter will be a, like a little five, five foot three, five foot four, you know, 120 pound chick. Oh, it's like, just like, really? Like, why would you put, if you know this person's history, why would you put this person there? Yeah. So that would, that would piss me off, but. That's um, a good point, I guess. But granted, I, mean, I would, I would stay in the area whenever, especially if I knew, usually we try to get 
everyone's information before the start of shift or at the beginning of shift during briefing. We would try to see who do we have back there that way we're aware on where should we, what are the main focus areas on where we should be at. So how many, like, how many of you are there? On a good day, there will be, for the big hospital for Hogan, Newport Beach, um, we try to have at least five to six people. Although that's on like that's on a good day. Do you think that's enough? Um, granted, with six, it would be enough, especially like on a very very busy day, because ourselves we have to do we have our own, we don't have our own person to do our dispatching, so one of us will have to do it. And granted, that's already a fixed, a fixed post, so that's already that's already one person down, and then because we fall under the emergency department's um budget so they pay to actually have two of us there at all times okay. so, so one, there's at least two so at least two times. in there and then we'll have so that's already three three down the other two can be roaming around the hospital towers make sure all the floors are good and then we can have the other the fifth guy um doing an external or exterior patrol in the in the truck that we have so because it is a big campus and then um there's so there's maybe three different ways to get get on the campus and then obviously we can't be everywhere at all times so he'll he'll cover the outside the best he can make sure um employees that are walking up from the parking structures or parking down at the lower campus area make sure um they're not being harassed by uh, the local Just local anything. homeless or anybody because we we have we do have um buildings in the lower campus where they have been broken into by by a lot of especially a lot of homeless people um granted they they just try to find some place warm to stay in yeah but we do have those that that actually try to go in and um, just like cause a scene or something cause a scene and everything because we had one that that uh tried to flood one of our parking structures because he opened up all the fire the fire um sprinkler system and the flooded i think the 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 ground level of of a parking structure that we have down there so yeah it was i don't know how he did it but um i saw the pictures yeah he just went in and you just see him just start hammering away on the on the sprinkler system and just you just see all the water just spraying everywhere that that's crazy because, like in my opinion, I feel like that's not enough. Because, I mean, I feel like hospitals are huge. You know, yeah. like, w- w- do you think when certain like situations come up that with just one of you is sufficient? Um, or is it ever like you need like two people to like help restrain somebody or like kind of things like that? It. Honestly, um, it really just comes down on who the patient is because there have been times where I've had to single-handedly hold down the patient myself while um, we had to restrain them. Um, granted, there, for the most part, you're always going to have someone with you. Um, but again, there are days where, you know, hell, they'll be just like the past two nights there only been three of us working the whole hospital. And fortunately, you know, when that happens, um, it's a chill night for us, but when all hell breaks loose, it's just, 
it's yeah, just hell it's that. Just like, what am I supposed to do? Like, because the this, was like, oh, that. you don't, you don't have any more. Like, you don't have any more people. It's like, no, it's like this is all, this is all of us right now. And worst comes to worst, the whoever's in dispatch, they they can shut it down and and come and help us and come help us out. But then again, that leaves that leaves that that phone line whenever anyone else tries to call us for anything. That leaves yeah, it open like on no the other side answer. of the hospital or something. Yeah. So it's just, and we tell our management like, look, it's I get it. Um, it's hard to find people nowadays to work because no one really wants to work in a hospital, yeah. especially during COVID. Um, we had, we did have guys go down because of COVID, and they were out for maybe a good month, two months, and even up until now, um, we do have a few guys that are out after getting the vaccine. Damn! So it's just like so. It's right right now we are hurting a bit staffing wise, but fortunately, um, not saying everything's going back to normal, but it's it did start. It's definitely calmed down. Yeah, for it's, sure. it's calming down and. But we are seeing a trend of, you know, our freaking flyers that used to come in before COVID. They stopped because they just most likely just don't want to get sick. But now the fact that things are starting to calm down now, now they're starting to come out now. Okay. Um, so that, that should help them, right? Because things are starting to like calm down. Things are starting to, um, you know, like open up. The cases are going down. So people are like, all right, yeah. like I, I feel a little more safe going to help Tony restrain this fucking... <laughs> crazy ass dude that's throwing shit everywhere man that's, that's gross dude I mean, he'd be throwing shit i be like you know what i gotta i gotta yeah. take a bathroom break real right? quick no you, shit, you throw shit, throw shit too. <laughs> <laughs> but you'd be you'd be surprised on the different um stuff that we would see almost on a nate on a daily basis it yeah, is dude. just it is something else i know when i first when i very first started i was like um I saw a person pass away within within two hours that I started there. Oh, dude, I was that's like, holy heavy. crap. That was one of the things I was about to ask you is like, have you seen anybody like pass away or anything? I have. I've even had conversations with people a day before, you know, just full on conversation, getting to know who they are. And then the next day I come in saying, oh, yeah, this person passed away. I'm like, wait, what? Oh, damn. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that person uh, passed away like last night, like early in the morning. I'm like, I just talked to them literally just yesterday just had a full-on conversation with him that that doesn't like mess with your like head like your psyche or anything um i'll be honest it did in the beginning it did getting used to that work yeah. lifestyle it did there have been um nights where i just i couldn't sleep or i would have nightmares and um i remember my ex at the time, she would tell me that that she had woken up because she heard me oh, um, like having talk, like a nightmare, like, or yeah, having a nightmare, like talking in my sleep, and she would say that, "Oh, like you know, you." It's like I want to know who you're talking to last night because it sounded like you were at work, and I'm like, "Well, you know, it." it there have been nights where you know I just do bring it home with me, and yeah, you know I don't catch my I don't catch myself at that moment. But especially when you're there, like how long are your shifts? Like twelve hours? Um, normally they're only they're normally they're eight hours, but if someone calls out, like I can I can hold over for another four hours. So it it'll it'll vary whether or not I can yeah, stay from my like, relationship or you're twelve like hours. There the so whole day. It literally yeah, being there the whole day. It's just like your day just goes by so fast on a busy day. You just don't even know where the time time goes. Is there like 
anyone that checks on you guys or like do you have like a like within the company is there someone that's like hey like how are you doing like mentally you guys are good like you need anything like i know you just um witnessed this so mm-hmm. like you good uh yeah fortunately there we do have um resources where if for whatever reason we're not something does affect us um there is a department there that we can go to sort of like not not counselor wise but it just it's a resource that they offer for us for any anyone in general in the for as a hospital employee um uh, whenever we need some time off just to you know recoup um fortunately our managers or our management is um do like help us a lot where under yeah. our understanding on you know it is a tough tough job especially now especially the past year that we had um they even they even they told me at the beginning when i first started when i, I got hired um they said hey i know it is it is going to be a tough job it is going to be you're going to see some stuff that you know you don't see on a on a daily basis or just not anyone is used to seeing um and whenever you just need a day to just you know regather your thoughts or just um recoup just say it and you know we'll give it to you yeah so well, that's good you know fortunately that, they're, that they're, they're 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 understanding with that. that they're willing to work with this um up until now yeah, there have been a few nights where I had to call out because I was just, you know, so overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, I didn't really say anything because I just, you know, it's one of those things know, you kind of just, just like keep yeah, to yourself. I just, hold, I just keep to myself. It's just because at the same time you don't want to be like talking about it and like letting the whole world know. Yeah. Like, Damn, like I'm fucking. I saw some fucked up shit. Like I kind of <laughs> need a break. I mean, eventually I would, you know, I, I mean, if people ask, I would tell them, but I just, at that, at that moment, I just, you know, I just, I just, that's the last thing on your mind. Yeah. It's the last thing on my mind. And I just need some time for myself and I just need to. Need a modelo and you just clear your mind. Oh man. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. Oh, so back to that one individual. So he, he tried to elope from the ER because he was spitting at everybody. So he made it into the hallway and then they had called us, um, stat. So I came out from the other side and then I saw him running down the hallway and that's where I came out the door as soon as I turned around, I turned the corner and I just grabbed them. We pinned them against the wall. Granted, this time he he was butt naked. He only had a one of the he only had one of the hospital blankets. Yeah, the like gown things. Yeah, so he had a he not even a gown, it's just a blanket that he had wrapped oh, around his um, lower area. So no, because he didn't want to wear it. Um so he just had that um covering his uh generator area fortunately he had that covered but um so we had it pinned against the wall and i had to go bare hands with them so i literally grabbed grabbed him we pinned him against the wall bare hands no gloves no n95 no nothing and he was covered positive oh shit. so he was literally maybe like we were literally face to face so that's then, crazy dude and that... i i did feel like his breath like all over my mask and everything and i'm like crap i'm like I write then and write then and there. I'm like, I knew I'm like, fuck. I know I'm gonna get COVID. I know I'm about to test positive in a few days. Yeah. Like, uh, like I'm like I'm gonna be fucked already. Uh, no, I got tested. Fortunately, I, nothing came out. That's um, crazy. That I like, kept getting, you know, it's so confusing. Yeah, it really, it really was. I, just, yeah. I mean, again, at that moment, I just thought, I'm like, crap. I'm just, I'm screwed here. But fortunately, um. It never got to that point, and it's just it's, it's just insane on how everything would work. 
so let let's take a let's take a few steps back and how I guess not how you got there because I kind of know how you got to that um, job, but mm-hmm. is that like something you always wanted to do? Um, like when you first started your career in like law enforcement, did you had to go through like did you go through the academy and stuff? No, so what I or did like was, how did you start? How I started was um obviously I went to school, I got my bachelor's degree in criminal justice, and at that time, um. I was in the process for for border patrol. Mm, that's right. Yeah. I remember you wanted so to do that. I was in I was in that and I was already clearing my background. And so I just all I had was I was waiting for that to clear up and then all I had was to do was my second physical test, which was scheduled a month prior to going to the academy. So my my background is already clearing up. So I was just waiting for for that appointment, but unfortunately, um, I was playing Sunday League at that time in Anaheim, and I had gotten need in my lower back area, and it nothing got fractured. It was just badly bruised, but it did keep me from doing anything physical. Mm-hmm. So and, you just like physically couldn't. Yeah, and. I didn't really, I didn't really tell anybody um, then, but uh, I did have my my appointment already set for that because my background had already cleared, so mm-hmm. I already had my my appointment my my appointment set for my second physical. Uh, and unfortunately, I did have to. I didn't have enough time to uh, recover and do what they asked me to do, so I did have to withdraw from everything after maybe a, a two, two and a half year wait of going through everything. Damn. I did have to withdraw because of that injury. You couldn't like um like postpone it or anything? Or no, is it like I, it's like I, hard I, to get those? Yeah, no, it's just it's already like that. Oh that, yeah, if you're if you just said you were waiting like two yeah. years for it, it's not like you can just be like, oh let me come yeah. back next week or something. So, or like a month. So with that, I mean as soon as for that process, I mean it as soon as you submit your background packet, you wait you literally have to wait an entire year before they start um, choosing who's who's next in line to get their background done. Is that just because there's so many applicants? Yeah, from from back when I did when I was doing it, they told me whenever they would announce a job posting, they would go maybe between ten to fifteen thousand applicants every time oh, they posted. Shit. So imagine throughout the year that they announce for like a good month, month and a half, or two months that. You know they're hiring all those people that are applying, and then little by little, but each step by step, they start eliminating the applicants and all that. So, so it I grind up guarantee a lot more. That number probably has risen a lot more now, but back then, granted, this was maybe uh, since twenty twenty one, maybe eight nine years ago. Okay. So, I'm pretty sure that number has risen. Probably. But, yeah, at that time it was maybe every time they posted a job, it was um, ten to fifteen thousand applicants that would apply. So once you like had to uh, withdraw, like was there like a time period where you didn't do anything, or um, I probably took maybe a good a whole year. I, I did. I was out for a good year. And um, this is all when you're still living in a desert. 
Uh, no, this was when I was living in in uh, Anaheim. Oh, okay. Oh, that's yeah. right. You, you did live in Anaheim yeah, before you I, moved uh, in with Andres, right? You were yeah. already over there? Um, so before I moved in with Andres, in, I lived, I started, I started in Anaheim. Um, then I went to Fullerton for a good year with, I don't, I don't know if, if you ever met him with Fabian. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I so I lived that. with him and his brother Cortez for a good, for a good year, good year, year and a half. Lived with them in Fullerton. And then on my final year in college, uh, my buddies decided, well, it's our final year. Why don't we just rent out a place, uh, rent an apartment or something for our final year, and we'll just finish off strong. So I said, oh, you know, screw it. Might have sounded like a good idea. Because we were all going for school for the same thing, so we all had similar backgrounds and everything. Yeah. So we got an apartment in Anaheim close to the school. Um, We actually were there for a good maybe... Three years, three years that we were there, and then um, everybody just started doing their own thing. So they um, one moved back down to the San Diego area, more of the um, uh, I believe it was Fallbrook area. Mm-hmm. He was so little by little, everyone just kind of yeah, they just started, left and did their own thing. Doing their own thing, and which you know, they're I keep in touch with everybody, and you know, they're all doing well as well. So, um, the other ones they they were up in the Fresno, Bakersfield area. Um, so they went up there, and then once I when I decided to stay in Orange County, I, um, I just couldn't see myself moving back to the desert. Yeah, um, good. <laughs> granted, two things because now I mean. I know there are some opportunities there, but it's just compared to Orange County to the desert, it's just a whole different world. Yeah. And and because of the heat, I just cannot do the heat anymore. So it's how often do you go visit? Um, I try to go maybe at least once a month. Mm-hmm. I try to. I just, I try to go more often during the winter, winter time, springtime oh, sure. before it gets hot. Because <laughs> during the summer, yeah, there's you'll guarantee you'll probably not see me over there whatsoever dude especially um, now like have you been there recently um i was actually, I was actually back there easter sunday okay so kind of recent yeah i was there easter sunday um uh, i had came back from vegas actually um i was my my compadres for their birthday over there and we were okay. supposed to come back later on that night but there was a change of plans with one of the my comadre's uh, friends that they wanted to come back early because they wanted to spend it with their family. So it kind of ruined our plans on what we were going to do over there. Cause we literally left Vegas maybe like seven thirty in the morning. Oh, what? So yeah, we couldn't really turn up that Saturday night. Like expected. We did turn up Friday night and I did lose my contacts. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, at least yeah. something crazy happened right. in Vegas, you know? so, And um, it's that fucking Don Julio 1942 bottle. Yeah, I'm out, oh, man. I'm, well, actually, no, it was it was, a, it was a Jose Cuervo bottle I was drinking. Oh, even worse. And then we killed that, and then we went to Patron, which I ended up killing that. Oh, and here's then, something, dude. Where do you put it all? Fuck. Bro, honestly, I have no idea where. So... I drank that. I remember clearly making my drinks. They were all maybe double shot or triple shotted. Um, and then 
I have a small video of me chugging out of the 1942 bottle, which I'll I'll send in the group, um, in the group chat. And then I remember drinking all that. I maybe slept. Well, I probably blacked out for maybe mm-hmm. three, four hours. I woke up, but I woke up with no hangover whatsoever. What? No hangover, no headache, no nothing. Yeah, I was tired a little bit, but like compared to like, what you drank, com- compared how we were, we would before, we're fucking shit cruda that's just killing us. That's what I was scared of. I'm like, fuck, I'm gonna be hungover as shit for like the whole weekend. That's just gonna suck. But no, nothing. But come to find out, I apparently. I didn't have my, I go to the bathroom to see where my contacts were. They're not in my little case. I'm like, oh shit. And I literally grabbed, use my fingers to touch my eyeballs, see if I maybe slept with them and nothing. And then according to my comadre, she says that I went to the bathroom and I just um, took them out of my eyes and just threw them away, which I don't remember doing. You said, fuck this. I said, fuck this. (laughs) So um, that's, that's what she, she told me, but I mean. It's not the first time that's happened. It's actually the second time. First time that happened was um, the Halloween party that we had here in Buena Park, here at the house. Um, I drank so much, and then I woke up the next day not knowing where my contacts were. So, Did, did you get a, a crew that day, too? Or or you didn't get a crew that day? Uh, that night. Actually, yeah, I did that night, yeah, because I did mix a lot of shit that night. And, but it wasn't as bad as I, I was expecting. Granted, my my drinking now, it's it's gone down. Actually, I I actually did stop. Yeah, I, I remember I, you were drinking a lot. Yeah, I was. Well, drinking I mean, a lot. maybe it wasn't like often, but like the amount that you would drink, I'm oh, yeah. like, damn. Come, I, would, I, would, I would look back. I'm like, fuck, where did I put it all? <laughs> so, but, do you still so? You don't drink as much as you used to. No. Um, now, um, the only time I actually have a drink is if I go out to have dinner or something. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah, I'll have a beer or two. But, but never, like, casually right there at home. Like, casually anything? now, like, oh, let's go get a six-pack, let's go get a 12-pack. Like, not, unlike before, nah, I just... Honestly, like, I don't even crave it anymore. Yeah, I feel it. Like, even, even if I were to go... Even on my days off, um, I would meet up with my old buddy from work. Um, we we'll, we have like a little tradition going on. Like every Tuesday, we'd go to uh, El Torito, and they have like this taco buffet where you know all you can eat tacos for all that. Yeah. And we'll do that, and then we'll we'll share a picture of Modelo, and that alone is like maybe like two beers right there each. So we'll do that, but at but at most that that'll be it. Damn. Like you won't see me or oh, like I'm on a, a day off or any or after work I'm like oh let's get like I'm going to get a talk can or something like even that even if I were to buy a talk can right now I probably wouldn't even finish it. That's crazy especially knowing that like you're living with Andres right now. <laughs> granted, he, granted well, that, how was it when you first moved in with him? Um when I first moved in with him we actually were drinking um a little bit. Uh, I actually did drink a lot. Not a lot, a lot, but every night when I would come home, um, I would get a six pack and I would just finish that for the night. Oof. Um, and it was did almost drink, on a did, day. Did he drink with you? He would have a few with me, and then there would be nights where we had we did have you know drinks together. But as to say, like going like all out, like getting like all drunk and all hammered, um, 
I don't think we actually did have. We actually went to that to that extent, um, and then so that was maybe like the first month that I moved in. After that, I just um, that's when he told me like, dude, let's we just, we just got to go back to the gym routine. And yeah, you know, unfortunately, you no, know, you know, thanks to him, I was able, um, I was able to get back into um, that gym lifestyle that I used to be in before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we just ever since then we just you know kept it going on my on my days off or on our whatever whatever time we had we would go. So, do you do you think it would have been different? Because I remember you you were thinking about moving to San Diego too. Yeah. So when I so. When I reached out about um, if there was a, a place in Rosefield, was I was pending a a uh, job offer at UCSD uh, Medical in Hillcrest. Mm-hmm. So everything had gone well. So I was just pending on what their decision was. And at that time, you know, I I was pretty confident on on getting it. Because they were they were looking for a lot of uh, a good amount of people, not mm-hmm. just not just for that one, but also for the different um, hospitals that UCSD had, yeah, and I yeah. think also for UCSD itself. So I, you know, I I was confident that maybe I'll I'll have a shot, and then I was just trying to plan out everything that way in case it did if it did fall through and everything. Like you had I, something I would, to go. Yeah, I would and... be set. Yeah. Um, unfortunately I didn't get it because I did look online and they did go with other candidates. So that was, that's where I was. Was, was Daniel still living with us at the time? Uh, when did Daniel move out? Fuck. I don't remember, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's probably like two years ago, maybe. I don't remember, dude. Oh yeah. He was, oh yeah. He was long gone by then. Cause this was. Maybe prior to this was maybe at the early stages of COVID. Oh shit! Be- yeah, before yeah. before the was, was out already. Before the all all the masks were requiring everything, because I remember doing the in person interview with no mask whatsoever. So it was way before it all went if, to hell. Uh, I'm wondering, like, if you did go to San Diego, like, how it would have been? Because, like, everybody maybe with the exception of Tony or maybe even Tony, but like every like Rosefield person that like moved in. Mm-hmm. Like for example, when I moved in that first like month or two months, like it was just wild. Right. Just cause like, you know, you move in <laughs> with a bunch of friends, you know, you know, like right. I moved in and it was like Hector and Hank and roll mm-hmm. and like Tony. And I was like, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we just drank. And then same thing when, um, when Peru moved in, like I was like, Oh shit, now Peru's here. And then like, right. Prue brought um, Eric, and then like every time like a new person came in, like that first month, we always went a little ham, right? And same with William, like we always just went crazy because you know you you have that excitement of damn, like now my homie's here, like we're, we can get wild, yeah. Just so I'm wondering, like if if it was yeah, for sure would have been the same with you, we would have been fucking wild, or oh, maybe it wouldn't. Oh, definitely. Maybe it yeah, I, I honestly could say it definitely would have been, you know. The party would have kept going, but eventually it it would die down because yeah. there's only there's only so much que el cuerpo aguanta. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's how it is now, dude. Like oh, n- dude. none of us really like every now and then we still meet up, mm-hmm. but no, yeah, for the most part, like everyone's schedule is so different, and 
is just it's not the same how you can how it was like a few years ago where you had no real like responsibilities yeah but i'm glad that it didn't when you moved over there it was it didn't turn into like a like a alcoholic lifestyle <laughs> i also didn't know that that um andres like kind of toned it down either yeah I, um actually i didn't either to be honest you're like, that's um, not what i signed up for right <laughs> <laughs> but no i mean you know thanks for him because uh, when i did move in that's when i was coming off from the tough time going through oh, that yeah, breakup yeah, and yeah. everything so so he kind of helped you just ground yourself get yeah your, it, it being here get back it, on your feet it, it, he did help me a lot you know just get back on my feet and just you know stabilize myself and you know fortunately you know up until now you know, everything's been going been going really well you know i can't really complain is there like a do you have like a next step in mind or a, a next goal um or are you kind of just like cruising right now right now um i did want to go back to right before covid started i did want to go back to school and get my master's degree in homeland security okay um but ever since covid hit that's when they shut down those schools and everything and you know a lot of things were being canceled mm -hmm. so i just took the whole year and just worked as many hours get that money yeah. get that just get that money in and um basically basically that was the only thing that was to do everything mm -hmm. was closed not much like not much i can do so i just you know decided you know i'll just go to work and just take advantage of all the extra overtime they're offering yeah um and now um i didn't push off going to the law enforcement field you know it's still it's still an interest in me um but i kind of do if i don't go back to school for my master's i kind of do want to pursue a medical degree okay and um be a emergency room technician or even possibly a nurse or something in the medical departments for the hospital because and i would assume it's because you're working there right now that you've yeah. kind of seen like other yeah exactly i'm already familiar with everything and i think it'd be an easy transition for me since i already know a lot of people there yeah so it would be an easy transition and then coming off you know just like brand new brand new so that's where that's, that's where I'm. Right that's where I'm at right now, debating because I'm. I am getting a lot of input from a lot of, you know, fellow coworkers there that, the steps that or the process that they they went through. So. That's yeah, where. Well, keep keep us uh keep us updated and. Yeah. Oh, definitely, and, uh, definitely, definitely. Keep hey, us when um, when you're when you're working, like, what what equipment do you have with you? Um, so on my duty belt, it's, uh, we can carry our OC spray if we have the license for it. Um, just recently, well, actually, no, starting today, actually, um, at Garden Grove at my part-time job, um, we're authorized to use tasers. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Do you yeah. have one? So we're not all assigned one. So we have a total of four in the hospital. So each shift um each person will be will be issued one 
obviously we can't take it home or anything, but so it'll be secured in the locker there. Yeah, like you check in. So, yeah, and we check, check out. in, check it out, and everything. And we just if we don't use it, we just check it off and just hand it over to the oncoming shift. But yeah, that we just had that um, authorized. Maybe about a month ago, we were going through the training and all that, and I didn't get tased, but I did have the prongs um, stuck onto my shirt and my sh- and my pants. And I'm I'm asked my my buddy to send me the video because he has it where um, it wouldn't it wouldn't discharge or anything, but it so, would still like feel yeah, that like initial he pinch. The, you would get that initial initial pinch as if you were actually tased, and if you've never been tased before, that shit sucks. Really, it, I, I can't imagine, it, dude. It I, literally it numbs your whole body. It like. You're literally frozen. You just want to just drop dead. Um, I've I had, seen videos and it's just like every, their oh body my, just tenses up. Yeah, and I'm like, nope. Yeah. Your body tenses up. You have no control of it whatsoever for those two, three seconds. And oh, my God. It's something that I've never experienced in my life before up until then. It's funny, too, because um, so while they were attaching the prongs to me, um they would count it down. It's like, oh, three, two, one. You know, taser, 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 and it wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't go off. So they had to um, readjust the prongs and everything, and nothing. After maybe four attempts, it just wouldn't go on. So then, they they were just joking. It's like, oh, it's probably all that freaking protein that he's been taking. He just doesn't feel yeah, anything. He just don't feel anything. And I'm like, so I felt like fucking, um, like what's his name, like. Uh, like Thanos, I'm like I'm fucking. I just yelled at him like, "Oh, I'm I am inevitable." So then, oh, yeah. <laughs> so then after the fifth time, that's when they relocated and like, "All right, taser, taser, taser," and boom, 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 bullshit. That's just trying to drop me to the ground. Fortunately, there's one person on each side on on each side holding you, holding you up, make sure you don't fall down. But oh my god, it was a pain that low key it was it was exciting. It was like holy shit, that that's what it feels like. But at the same time, it's like, fuck, like never again would I ever want to get tased. So I have this question for you. So I obviously recently there's been like so much shit about like, uh, like police shootings and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember recently there was an incident that happened on, on the 10 freeway over there by Palm Springs. Right. Where there was this like guy i don't know if he was homeless or not but he he rushed the officer with the tire iron right and then the officer like shot him Mm. and killed him Mm. and a lot of people were like oh why didn't you just tase him right like wouldn't that have also like i guess i don't know like i guess that's my question to you is do you think a taser would have like stopped him Mm. um Yes and no. It really varies on what if the person was under the influence of something. Because if oh, that's you true, ta- if you, you probably if, can't feel anything. If you taste a meth head or crackhead, I'm telling you this right now, um, and everybody hearing, I've seen them coming to the hospital being tased, and I've had you know I've had um, officers come in and tell me, oh, you know, we tased them multiple times. If they're under the influence of meth. They're, or PCP, they're not going to feel it. They are not going to feel it whatsoever. So wild. 
they're not going to feel it. And it's crazy because, you know, again, it's easy to say, oh, why don't you just use the hazard? It's just you don't, at, at that moment, you don't know what um, what their intentions are, what if they're possibly under the influence of something. It's just um, some it's just you just don't know in that heat reaction, of the moment. It's adrenaline, just, like everything it, just... It's all the adrenaline. It's just the heat of the moment. Granted, I mean, you can get as much training as you want, but even training itself, it's not it's at the heat of the moment. It's just all that flies out the window. It's just, you know, it's either they're going home or I'm going home. Unfortunately, unfortunately, that's how it is with some kids. It's just uh, like, I have a family at home. I need to get to, I need to get to my family at home. And if I'm not going home, then, you know, yeah, I see what you're saying. I never really thought of it that way. It, um, And especially with the tire iron, granted, I know people say, well, he was unarmed. He didn't have a gun. I'm like, technically being armed, as just something that can inflict like any sort of damage anything that can hurt you or even possibly kill you i mean hell i can have a pair of scissors in my hands and i attacked you i'm that's still considered armed yeah so i mean um when i saw that um i know a lot of people were quick to say just like how you say it how you stated um why don't you just tase them or why don't you do this and that it's just Again, it's just it's a lot of factors that vary in on whether or not what their intentions were. If is from the looks of it, my my point of view is, I mean, he had the intent to cause bodily harm to him or even possibly kill him. So at that point, you know, it's eliminate the threat. So what about this? What about if like so? Obviously, it's easier to talk about it. And, you right. know, I'm not there, but. What if the cop had some sort of like, I mean, in the, when they're training you to be a cop, like they don't go through like combat training. They do. I mean, there is training for all different scenarios on, on to help them respond whenever they get, whenever they're facing a situation like that. But again, it's just, you know, I've talked to a lot of police officers and, even the most experienced ones, they say, not even the training um, can re replace what goes on in real life scenarios. Yeah, I mean, you can't go, you can't have someone attack you and just tell them, "Oh wait, you know, no, 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 don't like wait." In training, they show me how to, do, they told me to do this. Hold on, wait, wait. Like, obviously, they're not, they're not gonna listen to you. Yeah, like, they're gonna look at you like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're already then. It's just uh, granted, and then. People do make mistakes and, you know, um, not saying they're all, they're all bad. Granted, you know, you are going to have those bad apples in the department, unfortunately, but for the most part, at least for me, my interaction with a lot of them, it's always been, it's always been good, whether it's work-wise or on a personal level. I never had, never had an issue with anybody. I mean, granted, I mean. I did get pulled over from my window tent, but even then, Man, I fucking hate that shit, dog. <laughs> it, it did. It did annoy me that morning because it was like maybe seven forty in the morning. And I was getting off work, and I'm like, you know, I'm just ready to go to bed. And then, you know, I get pulled over for it, but uh, he mm-hmm. wasn't. He wasn't really. <sighs> he wasn't really a dick about it, but it's just it did kind of ruin my morning a bit, dude. So let me tell you my story of when I got a ticket for my windows tinted. So. Okay. It was like the first week that I moved over here to San Diego to Rosefield, mm-hmm. to be specific. 
And this was around the time that I just got my my new car. Right. It came with the windows tinted already. Right. All right. So I'm getting off of work. I I still don't have a license plate because Mm. I was waiting for it to come. Right. Right. So... I was literally like, I got off on the exit where the, uh, where Rosefield is. Right. So I was just driving and then I started turning and then like the lights turn on and I'm like, what the fuck? I pull over dog. First of all, nobody came. Like I was in the car, like waiting for like five minutes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, what the fuck's going on? And then a second cop car comes up and then, um, one comes on my left and one comes on my right. Right. And then they're like, Oh, roll down your window. Blah, blah. I already had the window rolled down. Uh-huh. Um, and then they're like, they didn't, they didn't even like say anything about the window tint. They're mm. like, oh, let me see your license, blah, blah, blah. And then I gave it to them. And then they're like, oh, this this car's not under your name. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's like it's under my brother's name. Right. Because it's under my brother's name. Uh-huh. And they're like, hmm. It's under your brother's name, huh? What's his name? And then, like, I told him the name, and it's like, all right, where does he live? And I was like, I, I don't know, like, somewhere in L.A. I don't know his exact address. Uh-huh. And they're like, huh, so he's your brother, and you don't know where he lives? And I was like, I'm, I'm sorry, sir. Like, I'm, I, he has his own life. I have my own life. Right, right. And then they're like, well, we need you to find that address to prove that, like, it's your brother and that you didn't like steal this vehicle. And I was like, um, okay. Wow. And then like, I like texted my brother. I tried calling him. He didn't answer. Uh-huh. So I texted him. I was like, Hey man, like I'm getting pulled over. They need to know like the, the info. Right. So I text him, and then the cop comes back. He's like, how come your, your driver's license says, uh, Palm Springs and you're over here. Mm. And I was like, Oh, like my mom lives in Palm Springs. And then they're like, huh? So your mom's in Palm Springs, you're in San Diego, and your brother's in Los Angeles. Hmm, what are the odds of that? And I was like, <laughs> wow. what? Oh, shit. I was just kind of like confused. <laughs> and they're like, what's your... Oh, my brother finally responded, and then I gave him the address, and they're like, oh, it doesn't... The the title doesn't match that address. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, what? I was like, I, I was like, sorry, sir, Like, I don't know what to tell you. And then he pulls up his phone mm-hmm. and he shows me some some address, like some house. And he's like, is this your brother's house? And I was like, right. uh, I don't know. Like I told you, I've never seen his house because he showed me like some some house off of like Google Maps. Uh-huh. And I was like, I don't know, dude. I don't, I don't know if that's the house or not. Right. And then um, I finally was like, okay, maybe it's my mom's address. Mm-hmm. So I was like, is it under this address? And they're like, yeah, it's under this address. And I was like, okay, there you go. And then they're like, okay, all right, well, now now it checks out. Well, we're just pulling you over because your window's tinted. And I was like, what the <laughs> all, fuck? All that trouble just for that? Yeah, I was like, you guys <laughs> fucking kept me here for like 30 minutes. You guys had like, I don't know if there was a third one. Those for sure two cop cars. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there was a third one. And then I'm just like, you're fucking kidding me that all that just to tell me that my window was tinted. Right. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? I hate it here, dude. Like, who cares if your window's tinted? It's, it gets fucking hot sometimes. <laughs> I know Eric got a fucking ticket for his windows, uh-huh. too. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's just, sometimes just for that, it's just insane. Because my yeah. buddy, 
my buddy's a deputy for LA and I told him about when I got pulled over for my thing, he's like, dude, was he like that bored or something or what? I'm like, well, I don't know, dude, it's 740 in the morning. What you tell me? He's like, he probably just came on shit, but damn, he just wanted to be a dick right then and there. And like, well, what else can I do? I'm like, I'm not going to argue with anything. So yeah. But the worst part about that was that I was so pissed that I got that ticket mm-hmm. that I didn't pay it. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> few months pass i get a thing and your license is suspended i'm like oh, fuck for a window tent <laughs> yeah that's some shit i'll offer a fucking window tent <laughs> yeah fucking it's annoying. Just... and it's funny because i never got it fixed oh shit yeah, yeah not, this, was few, not... this was a few years ago they're yeah. like yeah you got to go get it fixed or you got to go get it taken off uh-huh. you got to take it to the cops so they can see that you don't have it right and then they have to give you some paper that you take to the court yeah and the court like I don't know what the fuck. And I'm like, yeah, no. Yeah, nah. So yeah, now what I do if I'm driving at night, like I just roll down my window. Yeah. <laughs> and usually that's what I actually do in the morning. I just, you know, roll down the window because it's fresh outside. So, you know, I just let the, like the breeze yeah. come in. But that morning it was, just, it was just a little extra chilly. So I just had to roll up my windows up and knowing my luck <laughs> that, mo- <laughs> that morning I chose to roll my window, have my windows up like, and I get pulled over. I know, at 7 fucking a.m. Like, what? <laughs> That's what you're yeah. doing at 7 a.m.? Yeah, his excuse was that when I passed him on the freeway, he couldn't see out the front, my front windshield. And then, so he pulls out, he gets right behind me, and then switches over to the right lane, pulls up maybe up halfway towards my car, tries to see inside, can't see anything. He slams his brakes and just gets right behind me, lights me up, and then tells me that he couldn't, he couldn't see who was driving the car. Granted, this is uh, again. This is at seven thirty in the morning, and it's cloudy. Like, there's no sun whatsoever. Of course, you're not gonna see who's in there. Yeah, and on like, if you're not doing anything wrong, why does it matter? Yeah, so just, I'm just leave, like, let him be. So he tells me he's like after, after everything, like it, it was a quick, it was a quick thing. So I told him where I was coming from. He's like, oh, okay, I'll just, I'll, I'll make it quick right now. He's like, hey, just, just sorry to ruin your morning, but um, I just gotta give you a ticket for your window tint. You know, it's too dark. I can't, I can't see. So you gotta get that fixed. He's like, cool car, by the way, but the, the, tent, the tent has to go. I'm like, well, fuck it won't me. be a cool car if I right? take the tent no off. Shit. Fucking fuck me, right? <laughs> so did, did you keep it on? Yeah, I'm gonna keep it on. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm just gonna pay for the ticket. Fuck that, because <laughs> I'm gonna pay more getting it taken off then i'm i'm gonna put it back on regardless exactly so i'm like yeah. i'm a, why am i gonna pay more just to go through all that hassle and just nah, i'll just pay the ticket and keep it on and just, if i risk it i risk it yeah i mean you should be fine like um i did get pulled over again after that mm-hmm. it was like probably like a year after that um i was on my i was in la i was on my way to the airport because we were gonna leave to guatemala mm-hmm. and dog i was on my phone on ways uh-huh. okay you know in la there's fucking it's so confusing over there like oh, yeah. every freeway is attached to every other freeway and the yep. fucking trying to get to the exit with that traffic so i'm like yep. over here with my phone trying to figure it out mm-hmm. and he he like pulls me over so i like get off and he's like do you know why i pulled you over and i was like no <laughs> and then they're like well i saw you i pulled up next to you i was driving next to you and i saw that you were on your phone Mm -hmm. and i was like oh sorry like i was just i'm not from here 
and I was just um, on my way to the airport and I just needed some directions. Right. And he was like, well, that's dangerous. You can't be on your phone, this and that. Not to mention I could barely see in your window because your windows are so tinted. And I'm like, oh, shit, am I about to get another fucking window tint shit again? Right. (laughs) But no, he just just wrote me a a ticket for being on my phone. And I I paid this this one. I was like, fuck this. Mm. Like, oh, actually... My license was I, my license was still suspended at this time, so I was oh, fucking shit. freaking out. I'm like, damn, they're about to fucking take my car. I'm gonna miss my flight. My mom's uh, waiting for me at LAX. Uh-huh. Um, but like, it didn't pop up. Right. I don't know what. I don't know how. But I was like, well, all right. And then he just let me go. And after that, that's when I was like, all right, like I fucking, I like, I had to do. I forget what I had to do to get my license. Like. Mm-hmm back and i was um, never again but ever since that i haven't gotten put over for anything still have my I, window tin up <laughs> oh well fuck em. God. you don't live life once might as well yeah yeah i remember my first job i um uh, my first security job when i was driving around um i got pulled over for being on my phone too but because my stupid um tablet that i had wasn't picking up the gps coordinates where i had to go next mm-hmm. so i used my phone and unfortunately there was one of the motorcycle cops that you know saw me being on my phone while driving and i remember clearly being told not it wasn't just me but in general everybody was told that if you're ever pulled over while on the job um, while driving using the company car and using your phone like that's immediate termination oh what? so i just thought i'm like and when i got pulled over for it i'm like fuck like i'm about to get this ticket right now and it's gonna go to them they're gonna see why why I got it fuck like I'm fucked I'm fucked so the the cop asked me like oh well, why are you in the phone and I, and I was showing and I showed him the tablet it was because my my tablet wasn't um it's not it's not picking it's having bad signal right now it's not picking up anything so I had to use my own phone to see make sure I was going to the right location so after maybe a brief conversation he's like all right well like I'll, I'll let it slide this time but just remember um don't, don't be, be on, on your phone. No, don't be stupid. Don't be on your phone and all that. So I caught a break that that day, and ever since then, I just, I just, I'm more, I'm more aware of not being on it. Right now, I still catch myself every now and then using it. Yeah. But... Hey, do you do you speed? <laughs> no, dude. I drive. I drive normal. Nah. <laughs> not in that car. <laughs> Um, no way! It'd be so hard so, not to speed. <laughs> honestly, my normal speed varies between eighty to hundred on the freeway. On Damn. the freeway, there's something. Um, it's just I, I don't. It's just I mean you can you can ask Andres. It's just it's just it's, it's something else. Granted, the fastest the fastest I've gone in it one seventy five. What the that, fuck? What does it, it even feel like, dog? I'm dude, scared. It, you don't. You legit do not feel anything whatsoever. You feel like you're legit flying. Granted, it was on the on the straightaway, on the, like it was a straightaway on the freeway. Like there's no there was no traffic whatsoever, and I just I had to get that curiosity out of, out of me. Just yeah, you know, I want to see. I want to see how fast can I take this thing, or how like what's the fastest I can take it. And it literally, it did not struggle whatsoever to hit 175. It just kept going and going and going. Fuck, man, I'm scared, dog. Yeah, but I could run the 150-ish, 160-ish um, area. That's when you just legit not like not feel anything whatsoever. 
can't you like even if you do like a, a little like moving of the steering wheel yeah. can't you like fuck yeah. shit up yep the one little turn would like like end it right then and there fuck. so i had i legit had both hands just holding on tight just to see just to make sure um but never again have i ever pushed it that that far um i have caught myself every now and then you know if I'm in a rush to go somewhere or just flying, I would catch myself doing 110, 120. Holy shit. Um, but again, it's just you don't you like you don't feel it whatsoever. Yeah, you're just like going. It just it just picks it up so quick. Um Have but, you ever gotten a speeding ticket? No. That's um, why. Knock on wood, no. <laughs> um I did I did get pulled over. I mean, this car, I've been pulled over twice apart from that window tint one. The the other time I got pulled over, I was working um, graveyard shift at my part-time job, and I was leaving Newport Beach. Um, usually, I just take I take the main freeway, the 55 to the 5 North. But this, this, this instance, I just decided to go the little longer way around because I still had time to kill. Um so I just, you know, the night was, it was, it was nice outside. I was just enjoying the night drive and I decided to go like the little longer way around. And, um, I wasn't, well, ran out the limit 65. I was going like maybe 80, 85, mm-hmm. but I was, I wasn't like weaving in and out of lanes. I was just, you know, going at my own, at my own, my own pace. And I see this, I see another chargers headlights go right behind me and granted every time i go to work or leaving work there's always this one car that always that wants to race it's, yeah. it happens every single time every single time i cannot leave to go to work or come back without someone trying to race on the freeway um so i see this car just pull up right right behind me and he's not moving and i'm like okay it's probably and i recognize the headlights on it's probably like another charger that's probably wants to race or something mm-hmm. so i'm just minding my own business and i i notice he's like right on my ass and i'm like okay so i switch lanes i switch lanes and he switches with me and i'm like the hell's going on so as am i approaching my exit to get off i see the red and blue lights turn on and i'm like oh crap so what, what was it for is a so he claimed that as he was merging onto the freeway, he saw me like just fly by. Um, so he gets right behind me and then pulls me over. Him and his part, he goes on my side, and then his partner goes on the other side. And then he asked me like, "Oh, like, you know, why I stopped you?" And I told him, "Well, honestly, no. I'm just like, there's no traffic on the freeway. I'm not weaving in and out, so I don't know, like, for what." He's like, "Well." As I was going on the freeway, I was merging on the freeway, you know, I saw you fly by me and and looked like you're going a little over the speed limit. Um, but he couldn't give me the speeding ticket in the end because he couldn't determine how fast I was going. Yeah. That's so, what I was gonna say is like how to the naked eye, like how are you gonna tell how fast yeah, you're going? That's how are you gonna tell? So as as he was on me, like I did lower my speed, so I was going maybe at the speed limit or even less. So I'm like, okay, so he couldn't determine how fast I was going and then that's why he was but, following you, huh? He, he just wanted you to fuck just, up again. He just wanted to see what I would do. And then he comes back as I'm talking to him. His I overhear his buddy saying, oh, well, I mean, his exhaust, his window tent. He has no front plate. 
and he was speeding, and I'm like, damn, dude, really? You're 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 really gonna try to nail me for all all those things right now? So he's like, oh, well, where are you coming from? So I told him, well, I'm coming from the hospital here. I gotta add an emergency call in for my part time job here because they're short staff. So I was trying to get here as soon as I can. And then I told him, well, I have my duty belt in the back seat, and he's like, oh, like what? What uh, agency do you work for? I'm like, well, I don't work for an agency. I work for the hospitals. So I showed him my hospital badges and everything in my my uniform, my belt. He's like, oh, okay. Like, all right, well. Damn, you well, think that uh, saved uh, you? Uh, yeah, that, that, that did save me. He's like, all right, well, all right, well, you, I'm going to cut you a break. Just make sure that you're not speeding because I know these type of cars on the freeway. I know when I see them, and I know whoever drives these cars, they <laughs> they don't like to drive the speed limit, so I I can spot it out. Like I mean, that's very one, so. stereotypical of you, <laughs> right? I'm like, all right, you fucking asshole. So, um, but yeah, he just come. He looks like, all right, just get to work, and then you know, just stay safe out there. I'm you like, should be right, like, well, well, I just lost a patient because right. you pulled me over. Good job, asshole. Now someone <laughs> died. <laughs> someone escaped. Good job. Um, my because uh, my mom went through like the academy and stuff, and uh-huh. a bunch of the people that she went through like ended up becoming cops out there in the desert. Right. So there's been a few times where she's gotten pulled over, and like they see her and they're like, "Rojas, what are you doing?" <laughs> and then they're like, "Slow down, get out of here." <laughs> it only happened once when I was in the car, but I was like, "What?" Uh-huh. She's like, "Yeah, it happens kind of often." I was like, "Dang, mom, must be nice." Right, it must be nice to have. Um, on my on my other charger, I actually catch. I caught a lot of breaks because of my license plate. My license plate frame. It said uh, it had my college name, and then it said Criminal Justice um, Administration. Oh, nice! So, so they were like, "Oh, that, he's yeah. one of us." So they they were aware of it and everything. So like, oh well, to them they're like, "Oh well, I, he knows what he's he's supposed to do and we're not supposed to." Do, I'm, so. I'm gonna go buy a, a fucking <laughs> <laughs> a fucking. Uh, license plate thing or like a sticker or something uh, just something with the fucking police so i can be like oh, okay yeah no he's fine you, you should but i guarantee you'll probably work one one of my <laughs> <laughs> one of my friends i'm pretty sure he uh, fuck i don't know i don't know exactly what he has but he's like yeah um ever since i got this like i don't get pulled over and i'm just like damn must be nice um, but, well, possibly one of those, one of those radar detectors. Uh, no, I have other friends that had that. Do those actually work? Honestly, there are some that actually do work, but they are going to cost you. Like, how uh, easy uh, is it to just get one of those? They you get them on Amazon, actually. Amazon what? or just stick them on. Yeah, I'm online. Are they? So they're not I, like illegal or anything? No, they're not. Um, um, I'm I'm in a group on on Facebook, and then every now and then they'll post one. They'll say, "Oh, like which which are the best, you know, like radar detectors? Yeah, which ones are recommended and which ones aren't?" And the ones I've seen, they'll probably go, they'll range between good three four hundred dollars. And um, I personally wouldn't wouldn't get one. That's just my preference. I mm-hmm. mean, it's just I'm not. I feel like if you're gonna like you're have not one that of those. reckless of a driver. Yeah, you're gonna be. I feel like if you're gonna go that route, you're gonna you're just gonna be one of those, you know, reckless assholes that are just you know weaving in and out. Yeah. yeah honestly, like granted, I'm not. I, I'll probably let's um, 
contradict myself on that one a little bit because <laughs> I know I do catch myself being that at times when I'm in a rush to go somewhere or yeah. like I'm running late. And like I'll be, you know, that asshole just be in and weaving in and out. But for the most part I don't. I just, you know, cruise at my own my own pace. But I just feel like if if you go that route where you get a radar detector, then you're gonna be you're like asking are, for it. Are constantly just asking for it. Yeah. Nah, ever since I got a speeding ticket, I got a speeding ticket um, in my Mustang, mm-hmm. and it was I was I was actually on my way to um, to Palm Springs. So mm-hmm. like after work, I was just driving to Palm Springs, and then I had just hopped on the ten, mm-hmm. and dude, I got off like at nine thirty. I like didn't. It was around. It was like pretty much midnight already, mm-hmm. and there was nobody on the road. You know. Back like a few years ago, the ten was not as congested as it is now. Mm-hmm. You know, as soon as you hit on get on that ten, everybody's going like ninety, ninety five. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Fuck it, nobody on the road." And then I remember I was at like one something. Mm-hmm. It was either, it was like under one hundred five, but it was like in the hundreds. Right. And then I'm driving, and then I like I see him as I'm passing, and I'm like. Fuck, <laughs> and I just, I'm just looking at my mirror, and then yeah, sure enough, he like comes up behind me, uh-huh. and he pulls me over. Luckily, he he was nice, and he's like, "I'm gonna just clock you at 85 and not 100." So right. I don't know what it was because I guess if it's over, what is it like? If it's over a certain like speed, then it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. I don't know what the fuck he said, like reckless endangerment. I don't know. Because right, uh, I think it's reckless driving. And the fact that he made it down to like eighty five, like he mm-hmm. saved me like a bunch of like money oh, yeah. and like just having to do like a bunch of shit. Oh yeah. But ever since that, like I haven't. I mean, I still speed, but like the most I'll ever go is like eighty five. Mm-hmm. I'm just scared, dog. Like I don't want to fucking get another ticket. I already have like three tickets, dog. <laughs> shit. Fuck that. <laughs> My mom's like pinche, pinche mijo, ¿qué estás haciendo? Te voy a quitar el carro. I'm just like, mom, it's not my fault. <laughs> And it's harder not to speed now because um, in this car, like, I have a sixth gear and I'm just like, it's, it's tempting. It's like right there. Exactly. It's just, I mean, I'm not promoting speed, but it's just whenever you do have the chance, it's just, it's hard, it's hard to fight that temptation. Yeah. And then like you were saying earlier, like, sometimes you just get curious. Yeah. I'm just like, how fast can I really get? Sometimes you just want to full send it and just, yeah. <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but after that, like, I'm just like, I can't do it. And then uh-huh. sometimes, dude, I, um, my girlfriend, Sarah, like, she speeds and, like, dog, she is not, I mean, she's a decent driver, but, like, she mm. speeds. She sometimes doesn't look to her left or right. Like, she sometimes tailgates. Like, uh, okay, okay. And I'm always like, girl, like, how the <laughs> fuck have you not gotten pulled over yet? Like, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just like, I do do things fucking once and I get pulled over and... It's always it's always the ones that take precautions to get pulled over. Yeah, exactly. And the ones that don't. <laughs> but whatever, man. Like now, now I think just because I have all these tickets, I know like all right, like I just gotta be more smart when I'm on the road. Right. I hate driving now in general, so like I, any chance I I don't have to drive, like I'll mm. take it. Oh no, I'm the opposite. I love driving, dude. Really? That's do you like I, the long distances? I do actually. Fuck. Even even if it is short distance, I mean I. I just enjoy it in general. Like, even when I was in the desert, when people would want rides, like, I would offer them, like, hey, Lele, don't worry, I'll pick you up, dude. Don't worry about it. 
Like I'd, I'd offer him like, hey, like, I, like, oh, can someone give me a ride? I'm like, yeah, I got you. He's like, yeah, just uh, pitch in for gas. Not, not even that. Like, I never, I never really, I never asked for. Like, I'm, I'm the type of person just never asked for gas money or anything. Damn, you hear that, Omar? <laughs> Shout out to Omar. No shots uh, who, fired. Whose who story was it that they said that like Omar was like, "Hey, but that gas money though." But guess, <laughs> fuck, dude. I don't know who it was. But I was just laughing. <laughs> I like those nah. like little jokes that just stay forever. It was probably like one time he was joking, and like now it's like right? forever. I think now everyone took it serious and shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, no, nah, I'm just like. Even if we all say get together and we'll just take a road trip somewhere and I'll drive, I'm like, nah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't ask for anything. If you want to pitch in, that's gonna be, you know, that's gonna be yeah, on different, you. Yeah. But I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna ask. Oh well, you know, this much for you guys. I'm like, nah, just fucking hell, just fucking give me one of those bang energy drinks and I fucking call it even. Yeah, like just pay for so, the snacks and we're good. Yeah. So, dude, I can't wait for our next like get together slash reunion thing. Oh, trust me, dude, I've been looking forward. I honestly I can't wait um till Christmas dog it has to come sooner yeah has to come sooner hopefully Please. by then it's all normalized by then pretty sure it will be but I mean it seems like it's trending in the right direction yeah like what they say June 15th they're gonna like open everything we up open, yeah I feel like it might be a little bit sooner or um, at least at, California at, at this rate I wouldn't be surprised if it is it would be sooner um how hard like the hospital cases? Like I heard like there's it, hardly any, huh? No, it's actually it's it you notice the difference right then and there compared to how it was towards the end of last year in the beginning where it's just those how they were announcing that there was zero beds mm-hmm. and zero where well, was capacity. it actually how they would say that there was like people just like in the hallways like laying down like wherever they yeah. could and shit really? yeah, if, you, if, you, if you heard if you heard that that you know there was zero rooms people were just in the gurneys in the hallways that is true that that was that was one thing that we all had to go through um it was just insane where especially in the in the er um because there were no more beds available in the floors people were holding ER beds for up to days. Like we would see the the board and I would see this patient has been here for, um, let's see, for a good uh, 100 plus hours in this bed alone. They have not moved whatsoever. Because they know as soon as they get up. Yeah, because as soon as they get a bed. And even then, it'll, unfortunately, it'll be, well, I won't say prioritized, but it'll be just whoever got here first is getting that bed. Yeah, and then um, for those few months, it, it it really did suck. It was just a whole lot of negativity there, where um, everybody was just worn out. Um, we at one point we just, you know, it was hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Where, you know, when is this? When is this going to stop? Yeah. Um, seeing so many, especially seeing a lot of people, you know, pass away because of it. Our, I'm pretty. I think I mentioned to you guys in the group chat where, um, uh, my my part time hospital. I mean, our morgue can only only has two freezer slots, so we can only put like two people in there. We legit had to rent out those storage containers that we had to put in the very back parking lot, and at one point we had maybe close to thirty thirty deceased patients in total 
for those oh two containers. Oh my god, that's um, wild! What the? And fuck? they were they were on those little canopy um, beds, and at one point we had to stack them on top of each other. We fuck. even had a stack on top of because we had no more room. Even stacking there, at one point we didn't have no more room, so we just had to stack the bodies on top of bodies. That's and so sad. Like I would, I would have hated to see if I was a family member to see, you know, my loved one being just thrown in know, there, just thrown like, in like that. Um, oh, it it was like, especially because, um, again, those storage containers were in the back parking lot, so we legit had to roll the gurney through the parking lot just to go back there. And on the other side, it's a condominium complex where, oh, if so you're some on people the second, see yeah, it. if you're on the second floor or above, you're gonna see what we're rolling out. Oh, fuck. And then we would have, you know, a bunch of people driving through the, the parking lot. And we've had people, you know, take take pictures or record videos of what's going on. And I'm pretty sure you heard of all those people going, you know, hospital to hospital recording, like, the tent areas and saying, yeah. oh, what's fake or it's just a show. It, it really was not a show. It was it was a serious. It was real the real thing. Fuck. And, um, right. Um, We've only had to deal with a few people that try to like stir up shit with their with their media media stuff, saying, "Oh, it's just it's just a hoax this and that." And we really like they would go there and like yeah, they would drive up and just start recording. And we had to deal with I had to deal with a few people that were like that. And it's just at one point, um, I legit just wanted to snatch their camera and just throw it at them or just slam it on the ground, and just you know, just tell them to fuck off and yeah. Know, like this is some serious shit. Yeah, like some serious, don't like, fucking why... record this for your own clout kind yeah. of shit. So um but yeah, that we had a that was a tough time, especially just um whenever we would try to release especially even for the mortuaries, you know, they were backed up so so badly that um for the most part it'll take maybe like a day or two for them to come out and pick up the person. We we've held people for a good over a week or two, even more, just to find somewhere where they could be accepted. Damn, dude! And it's it it really did. It was it was a bad time. It's crazy because it's just like now it has it has like it has me thinking like fuck, was there like so? Um, last year, one of my uncles actually passed away from COVID, mm-hmm. so it's like it's kind of hard not to think about like fuck like did that happen to him like i I don't know right like um people couldn't go in to see him so like i don't really know what happened to him we we had we had we did have a lot of people just you know begging 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 just to come and see um their loved ones inside but it's just unfortunately we we couldn't allow it yeah is it it was hard i mean I i clearly remember um, several cases where in the morning, no, not in the morning, like early afternoon, they would try to come in and see, oh, can we just see them for a few minutes and that? And I'm like, no, just it's it's just something we can't we can't allow right now. Yeah. Later on at night, they pass away. Damn. So it's the it, worst it was part tough. about that is the fucking the rich people, you know, it didn't really apply to them. Oh yeah. Oh, so many entitled people that we have in Newport Beach. It's, it's stupid, insane. There was one where I, I want to say karma bit him in the ass, saying, "Oh, he was saying, oh, COVID's a hoax. COVID, COVID is a hoax. COVID is fake. It's not even real." Sure enough, the next day, he brings his dad in, caught COVID. 
and his whole like and his whole attitude about it just completely changed i i don't want to be like oh good for you but like and at least now you're yep you're seeing what's going on yeah so it was pretty sure it was a lesson that he learned right then and there yeah i mean granted i would no i don't wish that on anybody but it's just i mean if you're gonna have that kind of attitude then yeah you know yeah for sure damn did do they give you like training on like how to i guess react and respond to these types of instances um or it's kind of like you kind of have to already know what to do it's I mean, there is a little bit of, you know, training that though during briefings, though, the manager or supervisor will sit us down and just talk it through with us and say, hey, if this happens, just be aware, um, whatever you say or do, there's going to be people watching you. Yeah. Um, so just keep in mind that you're not only representing yourself, but you're representing um, the hospital itself and just. You know, it is a tough time, but just make sure, you know, make them feel that, you know, we're here for everybody. doesn't matter what, what race, what, whether you're rich, poor, doesn't, doesn't matter what your status is, you know, we're treating treating everybody equally. We're all human and, you know, we just all got to put it, put together and just move forward. Um, The, um, so you would say like now it's not how it was before where it's just like packed no beds like all that oh no all everything's we have so much room we've even shut down a few floors because we just have we don't have that many, we don't need we don't have that need for that many those many beds anymore gotcha. um granted our covid cases now uh in newport beach um the highest i've seen it was maybe 160 cases i believe Mm-hmm. And that the hospital alone holds 415 patients in total. Okay. So, and being at its max, so out of those 415, 160 were confirmed. And like now, even out of those 160, they're not necessarily like yeah, like super sick to the point where yeah. they need like a bed and all that stuff. Yep, exactly. And I don't think that was even including the ones that were still pending in the ER at the time, because yeah. each night it, it refreshes the the, the total. Um, but now, um, last night when I was there, we've only had, uh, five in total Nice out of the whole hospital. So granted when, once, once these vaccines came out, you saw that number drop and that's why I feel like it's, I feel like June 15th, like, I feel like they set that just to kind of like, all right, like it's a good while from now, everything should be good yeah. then. But yeah. I feel like, yeah, it's going to be sooner than that. I hope. I I, I honestly do. I honestly do feel that that it will. It should be. Everything should be normal with it. Because I mean, I again, I do. Pretty sure everyone misses hanging out with everybody. You know, I miss. I miss you guys. I just, you know, I now that it would have time to actually not go out, but actually just hang out, spend time with each other. You know. Yeah. I just miss being with everybody again. Whose whose birthday is coming up? Uh, what month are we in? I don't even we're know. In December. April. We're in April. <laughs> Shit, man! I wish it was December. <laughs> oh, actually, Daniel's birthday is in fucking April. Is it? Yeah. Uh, well, shout out to Daniel if you if you listen to this. I hope you, know, he I does. Miss you, dude. Hope you're doing well. 
even though we're close, we live like maybe like what, 15, 20 minutes away from him. But one of these days, you just got to drive up, right? Just honk, get in, bitch, we're going shopping. <laughs> Fucking, uh, was it like the hangover? Yeah, just pa- rob him, pa- just pa- pa- him. paging Dr. Faggot. <laughs> <laughs> He comes out all quick. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, but yeah, hopefully he's doing well. I mean, I'm sure I, he is. Last I heard from him, it was on my birthday when he texted me happy birthday. But And I replied back to him like almost immediately. But um, again, just pretty sure how Andres mentioned it, that he'll text you for something, then you reply back, but he just won't reply back. But I mean, granted, I don't take it to heart. Yeah. Um, I know whatever he's going through. Um, I just wish nothing but the best for him. You know, he yeah, he always same. knows that we're we're here for him whenever he needs us. So, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I I like to I'd like to believe that it's soon that he's gonna like hit us up. Right. You know, kind of explain what's going on, or maybe right. not even explain. Like honestly, I don't yeah. even care. Just like come back. Yeah, exactly. Just come back and you know, be with us again. Yeah. We'll see. All right, Tony. We're gonna start wrapping up. All right, Roger. Is Any... there anything you'd like to say to all your friends? Um, again, shout out to everybody. Shout out to DW. I miss you guys. Hopefully, I get to see you guys soon. Hope all is well with you guys and your families. You know, God bless you all. Stay safe and all the other listeners. You know, hope hope you're all doing well as well. And you know, just keep in mind we'll get. We'll get through all of this, and we'll all be there soon. Thank you, Tony. Love you, man. All right. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Later.